0: Welcome back to the Getting Grit Podcast. I am Brad Pohl, your host, and this is where we tell the stories of sinners and saints. What might a day look like when God says to us, well done? This is the final episode of a five-part series titled Men from the Arena. This episode features John Stigelmeyer, the head football coach at South Dakota State University in Brookings, South Dakota, with the legendary football coach, Grant Taff, who spoke with the sound of a West Texan that exuded such genuine authenticity, said, Let me make it very, very clear to you at the outset that I'm not an expert in anything. But I want to say something, men. I believe with all my heart that man's relationship to God is the most important human involvement. Hey, I'm not a preacher. I'm just a simple old football coach who's telling you that I believe that man's relationship to God is the most important thing in life. Well, Coach Stig is from Selby, South Dakota, not West Texas. But the two men, it could be said, are cut from the same cloth. How do you make it a day that God will say, well done? If I was
1: to finish a day and look back, the first thing, because we're all imperfect, a day where, or a, a life where you live every minute trying to incorporate and and show and shine, incorporate your faith. And to be brutally honest, there's a song by Audio Adrenaline uh, called This Day. This this song uh, talks about, say a prayer before my feet hit the ground. In other words, before you even get out of bed, you connect with the Lord and, and say, this day is yours. And literally says in the song, give this day to you. And I try to do that to remind myself that this day is the Lord's. It's been given to me by the Lord, and I need to live my life with a chance to hear well done. Again, my day after that would, would start with a little quiet time and and then try to just set my mind on what I need to do and, and how the Lord can be involved in that. And as you know, having been a head coach, you go to, go to the office with 10 things to do and you get six more before you start the first one on your list. And so many times I get distracted. Many times I get uh, off track and not only what I set my mind to do or or but also in, in incorporating the Lord in in my day. And uh and I've got to sit down and remind myself. Uh, I had a devotion a couple days ago that talked about get on your knees and pray and before you get up uh listen, you know. Uh it, it forced me to think about uh, when you pray, you know, just go to the next thing, you you listen. In, in quiet and, and look for the, the Lord's direction. How would you encourage coaches to be bold? I don't want to ever be a coach that dips into the, hey, look at me. I'm I'm a faithful person. Uh, I want to have humility to shine in, in a humble way. You know, I look for ways to not only live it, Brad, but also say it. You know, if when we go on the road and we sit down in a restaurant or in a hotel to have have a team meal, we pray before the meal always. And and I'll either pray or I'll have one of the players pray. And to me, again, it's it's saying to those sixty-four guys, we have much to be thankful for. We need to be thankful to God. I copied the head coach at Indiana and I had each guy come in for their year end meeting. Many of them apologize that their faith is one of the top three things, but they're not they're not doing anything about it or with it or and 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 so we we talked about how you can grow and how you can witness and how you can shine for their teammates. and now that was that was a, that was really a fun activity for me to get to know them at at a, at a deeper level. You know, guys are coming into my office to get their workout shirt and when they come in, they should hear Christian music on my computer and and if I have a chance, I try to insert. You listen to that, and they'll look at my computer and see the titles and stuff. And or what do you listen to? And you know, and just a way to take every opportunity to maybe plant a seed in a person's uh, in a person's life. How did your team chapel start? In 1989, we, we we I was an assistant here, and, and we and I asked the head coach in those days, Wayne Hensel, if we could have chapel. We had no faith. Uh, there was no faith in our program, no no uh, no spirituality at all. And coach said yes, and we had our first chapel. And uh, late in the season, in a cold locker room, and we had eight guys show up. Eight out of 120 guys. Now, when we go on the road with 64 guys pre-COVID, we would have 50 55 guys show up. And that's the the hand of the Lord working in our program and through our chaplain and I mean the the normal college student is not doing that. This is a way for me to know they have a chance to to have some church. As you know and as I know and as plant seeds it's not 7 days, it's not 7 weeks, it's not 7 months. Think in terms of 7 years to see the results of the seeds you you maybe planted in a person's life. And that number one that's a pretty cool statement. Number two it's reassuring that Uh, Just keep doing it. and, And everybody invests in those people along the way. And maybe that seed that was planted through a chapel, through a through a devotion, through a prayer at a meal makes a difference. Ah, uh, we have a Mad Manual. It's called the Foundation Chapter, and it's got verses, Bible verses that relate to the frustrations or joys or whatever that a student athlete experiences. And and I expect that uh, every once in a while, a guy will go through that and find that, that 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 situation, feeling, and and find that Bible verse and maybe find comfort in that. Uh, I know I've had a lot of graduates that say they still have their Mad Manuals, and some of them are sitting on their desks. So what an honoring! Honoring statement that is beyond the faith stuff, but ideally again, uh they, they can use that in their lives and their parenting and their jobs and so on. We don't have profanity at, at, at practice. You know, at, you know, you can see in my, my above my door there, holy nutmeg. And that's my that's my my it's my profanity. And so they know if I stay holy nutmeg, I'm either amazed beyond my imagination or I'm frustrated beyond my my limit. Because I, I view this time in their life as a time to become strong in all areas and just because everybody talks like that it doesn't mean the football program or the football staff has to and to be honest with you it's hard for some guys hard really hard for some guys but uh my dad taught me on the farm everything good is hard you know nothing nothing you get that's easy is really really worth anything years ago i went to a president's weekend with fca and heard bobby bowden talk and we had been doing coaches devotions i had been doing coaches devotions probably twice a week with our staff and uh that and and the reason I started that was because of Bob Young was on me like a like a, like I was a top recruit uh, that I needed to, I need to witness and, and share with my staff and I, I I put him off for a long time and he finally got me going and a credit to Bob Young I want to grow up to be him someday. Bobby Bowden said they do coaches' devotion, and I kind of puffed my chest out and said the whole staff does that. They rotate around, and and this is one of the things I too am a, a true piece about. Uh, and so he had everybody do devotions. I have some guys in my staff that aren't believers. I know that, but I know they they can be, and so I, I require they're in there, and I require they all do it, and I and I tell them that your devotion can be a motivational message uh whatever you want it to be but but i want them to be in there about 50 percent of our coaches devotions spiritual are from the gospel and 50 percent are from a motivational book or a statement or whatever and then we pray at the end of uh, at the end of uh, uh every devotion uh, and every motivational deal and and uh so i i know that 50 percent of the time i have guys in my on my staff that are that are hearing it and and they're in my prayer list and uh I can't wait for some of those guys, for the Lord to work in their their lives, for some of those guys to come around and do their first uh, out of a a devotional or a book, uh, the Bible or whatever. And in fact, I have one guy that doesn't even pray. I pray for him and uh, I can't wait for the day when he looks me in the eyes and says, I got it. We have a tradition that the first Sunday during fall camp, we have church and everybody goes. And I tell the guys before we have church that you know, we're going to play a lot of games and we're going to win a lot of games. We're going to have some tough losses, but that in the end, that doesn't mean, that, that doesn't mean anything. And and I think it sets some guys back because I used, I used Coach bubach who told me about a linebacker that he lost at Missouri Western before he had a chance to uh, share the gospel with him. And he said his greatest fear is he's going to show up at the gates of heaven and this young man's going to be standing there and say, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you share with me? And so I tell our team, I'm not going to be that way. I'm going to make sure that that you hear from me that it's my belief, my commitment that your faith, your faith journey, is the most important thing in your life, and uh, we're having church because of that. I think some of the things I do as a coach that hopefully would would relate to somebody that the Lord saying, "Well done." Is I try to be very calm for our coaches and our players. I think there's a lot of coaches that want something done yesterday. Uh, because coaches work so hard and they are the intensity and and I try to I try to ideally level out that feeling I heard years ago at an FCA camp Mark Tomerdahl who's a, a dear friend talked about you know the Lord's in charge and you know now there are no real high and real lows and when you hit rock bottom there's a reason for it there's a reason for uh being fired or losing a recruit or or uh, losing a player, and, and uh, I need to deep dig deep into that to see what the message is, and have, have a piece about it. And uh, I think I think my coaches sometimes, uh, our our assistants, don't feel like I'm on edge, and uh, because of that. But again, ideally, they look back like a lot of us do and say he he was a pitcher of, of living his faith. Would you like to add anything else, Coach? Just a couple more things that that come to mind that we do in our program that that when we do these, I hope the Lord is smiling. Uh, The first thing I'm going to say at every fall meeting, team meeting, is I'm going to tell the guys my priorities in life. And they're my faith, and they're my family, and then my football family in that order. And I tell them, you know, that if my wife calls, I'm taking the call so that they know they know and they see an example of a guy that hopefully is a picture of a, a husband and a father that is that is committed to those terms. And that, that's not always the case in these guys' lives. So it's an opportunity to both be faithful and be, be a, a real, real person. Again, every day you need to look to incorporate the Lord into your life, into your program, uh, whether it's to go down to an assistant coach's Office and see how he's doing, and if he's struggling, to pray with him. Let the Lord shine through you uh, as you as you're blessed to be a coach. And uh, Brad, you know this better than anybody. When you put coach on your shirt, you you have more power sometimes in a young man's life than their dad did. You know, I mean that it's such a powerful title, and you can impact guys in positive ways. You can impact guys in negative ways. And I want to impact guys for the Lord in any way I can. And ideally, again, at the end of the day, you're forgiven. You messed up some, but well done, Brad. I appreciate your friendship and uh, love what you're doing. So keep it up.
0: John Stegelmeyer has been roaming the sidelines at South Dakota State University consistently since 1988 to the present and began his head coaching role in 1997. Stig is the winningest football coach in South Dakota State history with 185 wins in his 25 seasons. His Jackrabbits have reached the FCS playoffs 11 times, the semifinals three times, and have finished in the top 25 of both major FCS polls in 13 of the last 16 years. In 2021, the Jackrabbits made their deepest playoff run in program history by advancing to the FCS national title game in Frisco, Texas. Stigelmeyer and SDSU have never had a losing record in the 14 seasons of Missouri Valley Conference play, considered by many to be the toughest FCS conference in the nation, winning championships in 2016 and 2020. Coach Stig is active in the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, serving on the State Board of Directors, and was presented with the organization's Grant Taft Award in 2016. He is as genuine a man as you'll ever come across, committed to his craft and to loving the men around him, sharing the gospel with his holy nutmeg enthusiasm while standing among giants. Ain't it so? This is Gettin' Grit signing off. I hope you've enjoyed this series. We want to thank Brian Hansen, Phil Olson, Bob Young, Steve Ryan, and John Stiglmeyer for sharing their thoughts and their hearts. Blessings to you all. Dominus Volbiscum.